Hi, this is Richard Zink from the Biopharmaceutical Section of the American Statistical Association. Today I'm talking with Christiana Meyer, Scientific Director of Statistical Modeling in the Model-Based Drug Development Group at Janssen R&D, Pharmaceutical Companies of Johnson & Johnson, and Xiaojin Li, Lead Mathematical Statistician for the Center of Biologics, Evaluation, and Research at FDA. They are co-chairs of the upcoming 2014 ASA Biopharmaceutical Section FDA Industry Statistics Workshop in Washington, D.C. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Richard. Xiaojin, please provide us uh, with some details about your statistical background. Okay. Uh, I got my doctorate degree in statistics from South Carolina. Uh, before I joined FDA, I was a visiting assistant professor at Virginia Tech an associate professor at the University of West Florida. So this has nothing to do with uh, regulation or regulatory review. And I had my math background from uh, both undergraduate and a graduate, and then later I switched to statistics in doctoral program. Christiana, how about you? I'm uh, the scientific director in the Bobby Drug Development Group. I have been in this position since 2013. And prior to joining the MBDB, I've been working in the clinical biostatistics department at Johnson Johnson for 15 years. And I was the global statistical leader for different projects. And uh, I worked in different Johnson Johnson companies, both in Europe and in the US. And uh, I had the fortune to work in many projects in different areas, including hematology, neurology, psychiatry, and metabolism. Um, for my education, I re received a bachelor's degree in social and economic disciplines from the Luigi Bocco University of Milan and the Master in Statistics from the University of Minnesota and then a PhD in Statistics from the University of Trento in Italy. And before starting my career in the pharmaceutical industry, I worked for UBS, one of the biggest banks in Switzerland at the headquarters in Zurich. I was a quantitative and statistical analyst in the fixed income and derivatives research. And uh, I was hired there because of my PhD thesis on neural network models. And I was asked to develop some statistical models for nonlinear time series analysis and forecasting. So I designed a set of neural networks to optimize portfolio investments and um, forecast interest rates in the global markets. Well, Christiana, what initially attracted you to the discipline of statistics? Well, actually, it all started when I was um, doing my bachelor degree because um, when I was studying economic and social disciplines, I was particularly attracted to quantitative sciences and applied statistics. So I knew that economics was not my preferred world, but I tried to focus as much as possible on uh, math and statistics. And that's why I entered into the graduate program in statistics, because I really like uh, statistics applied to the real world. But um, even if I was fortunate to have my first serious job, matching my graduate education, I did not feel the passion working for a bank as I feel now in my daily job at Johnson Johnson. And this is because 
simplification statistics to the financial world was not as rewarding to me as designing clinical trials or working in drug development. In fact, when I studied Minnesota, I took some courses in Biostat, and uh, Professor Jim Neaton opened a new world to me with uh, Clinical Trials 101. So I fell in love with biostatistics at the time, and um, I was lucky enough that in 1996, Johnson Johnson had an opening for a biostatistician position at the R&D office in Zurich. So that's how I started my career in the pharmaceutical industry. And uh, I'm still happy and proud of working with Johnson Johnson. Very good. Shall, Jen, uh, how did you get interested in statistics? Well, I think uh, from my perspective, I think it's numbers, actually. So and uh, since my uh, I was young, and I, I really loved those numbers. And also, certainly, when, when I uh, graduated growing up, I liked the quantitative science. And since I had also math background, it was really very natural when I switched major from math to statistics. And I was actually very proud of the switch as I have been seeing statistics in daily life and also everywhere. So I really like it. What's your current role at FDA? Um, my current official role is the team leader of a group of statistical reviewers. And we provide statistical support for FDA Center for Biologics Evaluation and a Research Office regulating tissue, cellular, and gene therapy products. For example, that would include a cancer, cancer vaccine. And at our daily work, we actually encounter, uh, you know, not only the stat issues, and sometimes can be also trying to interpret those uh, regulations. And uh, one of the problems that we often encounter is that uh, although there are lots of stat methodologies out there in literatures, and that does not mean that every method could suitably apply to the setting of clinical trial design and analysis. And uh, we have seen a lot, a lot of these proposals very complex and uh, ha has so many assumptions. And it can be, you know, sometimes uh, uh, very challenging to persuade the sponsors about the, you know, um, the problems uh, about their proposals. But again, uh, every day is very challenging, and uh, we have uh, internal meeting trying to uh, discuss with uh, clinical reviewers, trying to explain to them about the implications about their um, sponsors' clinical trial designs. And also, uh, we also uh, talk to the sponsors about um, the problems and also uh, some comments about their proposed study design and certainly, of, of course, the, the marketing applications as well. Did you previously work at CEDAR? Oh, that's correct, yes. I have been so, to uh, CEDAR and CDRH. I have worked for drug applications and the device applications as well. What are some of the differences between the different divisions? What really stands out to you? I think every single, uh, you know, different type of uh, medical product, they have their own uh, differences. And uh, I actually like, uh, you know, different aspects about them. Uh, for example, right now I'm working at the Center for Biologic Evaluation and Research, CBER, and their applications that is more like in between the drug and the uh, device. And sometimes we, we get to see some device applications, and sometimes we also have uh, some sort of combination with the drug products for our applications. 
and the issue can be very complex. And, uh, you know, sometimes you, you just uh, have to struggle around, you know, whether you should fulfill the drug regulations or you should fulfill the device regulations. So it, it's a, a quite a lot of challenges in, uh, in the CBER, this uh, applications area. Any plans to go to the Center for Veterinary Medicine anytime soon? No, I don't think so. I will stick in this <laughs> center. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very good. Uh, Christiana, what is your current role at Johnson & Johnson? Uh, what's your daily life like there? So as part of the model-based drug development group, I have um, taken the role of the therapeutic area head for immunology. So my main responsibility is um, identifying the opportunity to use uh, new methodologies and statistics and uh, innovative trial designs. And so I not only have to propose and, and study these new methods, but I have to interact with clinical teams and participate in their strategic planning to support implementation of new approaches across all phases of uh, clinical development. So one major challenge I have is actually to make the different functional groups across the organization aware of the progress in the statistical sciences and, and make them also uh, familiar with the level of acceptance in, of the new methodologies in the scientific community as well as by the regulators. So a lot of my um, daily job relates to organizing and, and providing training and presentations on new approaches. I have to keep up to date with the statistical knowledge of designs and analysis methods in clinical trials. And, and one of the main reasons why I'm very active uh, in the um, professional organization is because this would help me very much in, in my job to um, develop this knowledge, to interact with other groups, and especially with colleagues from the FDA, and uh, understand the progress of the pharmaceutical statistics. So I'm very much involved in, in leading and participating in working groups, within professional associations and participating in program committees, organizing sessions, and presenting at scientific meetings as well. Now going back a little bit to what Xiao Zhen uh, just said, do you have uh, any issues with some of the methodologies you're trying to implement uh, and the acceptability of those uh, methods with the regulatory agencies? Well, uh, as you know, there's a, a lot of progress that's come very recently on the, the, in the field, especially with adaptive designs, and, and there is a new, um, uh, stronger interest in modern simulation to support drug development and, and to do things faster and more efficiently. So I think that uh, we are still at the beginning of uh, a lot of engagement between industry and, and FDA and other regulatory agencies in, in collaborating to, to solve these issues and, and some key questions because this is such a new area and, um, and um, there are many stakeholders. And I think that uh, a contribution, especially of this of our FDA industry workshop is a great way to, to move forward in this area and to solve the challenge. Uh, you touched a little bit on my next question. Uh, so you're the current co-chairs of the ASA Biopharmaceutical Section FDA Industry Statistics Workshop. 
Uh, so why is this workshop so important uh, to the biopharmaceutical community? As I just alluded to, the workshop is particularly important for me for my current role because of the, uh, of the um, knowledge about the current methods and, and current challenges we're facing, especially the collaboration, sharing ideas with uh, colleagues from uh, industry, but also from the regulatory agency. But for me, the workshop is also important because the quality of the, the statistical science and the breadth of the topics that are covered over three days is always being uh, extremely um, um, amazing to me. And it's, uh, it always includes the most current and the most interesting cutting-edge areas of pharmaceutical statistics. And it gives us a sense of where the industry and the regulators are moving towards and what are the most pressing challenges we're facing. And as well as it gives us an opportunity to collaborate and to um, hear from experts on possible solutions and ideas to, for instance, to do uh, a more efficient development, uh, drug development and, uh, and uh, designing better clinical trials. A second reason why I think the workshop is very important to me is that it offers an incredible opportunity to network with colleagues and also with the academia people. And the format of a three days with uh, an average of about 700 attendees is a good compromise to allow enough time for interaction, to allow hallway discussions and, and sharing ideas. And I always felt that this workshop is a special format that needs to be kept distinguished from other scientific meetings, like from JSM, because it's smaller size, maybe more focused on top-edge topics, for instance, the clinical trial designs, adaptive designs, and other novel statistical methodologies. But it also attracts many statisticians with experience that they can offer their knowledge and their ideas. I think from my perspective, this is a workshop that brings people from both FDA and the industry together at one place to tackle hard and difficult stat questions in clinical trial design and data analysis. So from both FDA and the industry, they will have a great understanding what each side's current thinking is. And of course, we in, in the workshop, we also bring a lot of great speakers to run the show courses. And those show courses are going to benefit colleagues from both sides about the development of new STEP methodologies in some specific areas. So our STEP knowledge is up to date. So I think these are very important aspects of this workshop. With registration uh, no greater than $350 and half-day short courses available for little more than $100, the workshop is an effective way for practitioners to stay on top of statistical issues in the development of drugs, biologics, and devices, and receive affordable training from the experts. Uh, can you talk a little bit in detail about the, uh, the short courses that are available? Uh, for this year's workshop, we had originally a total of 17 proposals for short course, for short courses, and it was a very uh, competitive actually and because the final result is that six courses are going to move forward to, to be offered at a workshop. And we are very great, glad that this year we have offered six great show courses 
these six store courses, they cover the subgroup analysis, propensity score methodologies, and we also have the multiple testing methods, and I believe we also have the patient reported outcomes, which seems, uh, you know, uh, um, right now quite a few areas, they are very uh, emphasized uh, on the patient reported outcomes. So, and we also uh, cover the uh, sample size re-estimation using the R package. I think I forgot one one course. Yeah, Could I think it's, uh, the last one was um, the overview of uh, benefit risk. Oh, that's right, benefit risk. So we are excited about the short course program. Certainly, and, and for a hundred dollars, um, it's uh, this for a half day course. That's uh, quite a bargain. Uh, are there any other? Uh, meetings that you're aware of that uh, offers such valuable training uh, at such a competitive price. I think, Richard, this is an excellent point that you're making because, um, especially in, in the pharmaceutical industry, there, there's so much uh, an increase in cost cutting uh, for traveling and uh, offering such a um, big variety of topics for the sessions and six excellent courses that this price is uh, really competitive and I have to say this is a tradition that um, I personally like and look forward to. Every year I, I try to attend this workshop and uh, I also think that the short courses are um, a very attractive opportunity, especially to younger statisticians to get top quality training and uh, which are also um, extremely valuable topics that are applicable to our daily jobs. So, uh, I agree that this is really a great opportunity in the workshop. Uh, is uh, given the high quality, is uh, uh, really relatively uh, cheap compared to many other uh, scientific meetings. Now we've talked a little bit about the short courses. Uh, can you give a brief overview of the other content of this year's meeting? In addition to the short courses we offer for this workshop, and uh, you, if you take a look at the uh, the website, uh, we, we have all the program come out. And this year we are going to celebrate the 175th anniversary of ASA. We have two keynote speakers. One is uh, Dr. Lisa LaVange. The other is uh, Dr. Christy Chongstein. And they are going to present the history of statisticians' contribution to the development of drugs, biologics, and devices, and also uh, some challenges issues. And uh, certainly they are going to cover more than what I'm trying to say here. And uh, follow, follow that, uh, we will have the second plenary session, and that's going to be devoted to a panel discussions in hot topic regarding adaptive clinical trial design and the role of modeling and simulations in the adaptive clinical trial design. And I'm personally, I'm actually very excited about this panel discussion because we in our regulatory environment, we have encountered a lot of issues about, you know, adaptive clinical trial designs and also uh, modeling and simulations issues. And certainly, uh, Tuesday afternoon and a Wednesday whole day will be devoted to a total of 42 parallel sessions that will cover about 21 wide variety of statistic topics, including one device town hall. And uh, I, I, I really believe this is a great opportunity to go to those parallel sessions, those talks, and they have so many different types of 
statistic topics. And I, I believe that's going to benefit both FDA and the industry colleagues. And I'm really excited about this workshop. The panel discussion that you mentioned at the plenary session, uh, are the questions prepared in advance, or will the audience have opportunity to interact with the panelists? Yes, we have uh, several questions prepared. And uh, we actually uh, uh, sort of like uh, give the questions to uh, those panelists, and uh, so like uh, divided, each question would would have like a two to three uh, uh, panelists to discuss the question. Yeah, if I may, I want to echo Su uh, Chen's excitement for the two panelist sessions. They're really great, and, uh, and the panelists will include uh, top experts and and uh, prominent people. Um, like Dr. Temple, Dr. Campbell, and Dr. Hong from the FDA, and uh, Dr. Pinheiro, uh, Dr. Brett, and Professor Posh for, from industry and academia. And the moderator would be Dr. Dimitrienko. So um, the panel discussion is preceded by a short presentation by Martin Posh from the University of Vienna, um, which will he will talk about adaptive trial design, complexity versus efficiency, and this talk will be short. It will be just to set the stage on, on the discussion and the questions about adaptive designs and modern simulations. And as Shojan has just described so well, we started having some planned questions, but we will definitely give ample opportunity to the audience to come to the mic and ask their own questions. So we just want to start triggering some thoughts in the audience, but uh, then we will definitely devote as much time as possible to free questions. Any other highlights of the meeting for this year? Uh, yes, for the program, so we have planned a mixer on Tuesday night to have a great networking opportunity for everybody. But another highlight uh, regarding the workshop and the separate sessions this year is the contribution of a few invited sessions to the uh, Statistics in Biopharmaceutical Research Journal. There will be a special issue um, uh, with papers uh, taken from uh, presentations at this workshop in September. So what is new is that uh, the SBR, Statistics and Biopharmaceutical Research Journal, is an official journal of the ASA. And they will start this year the tradition of publishing papers on topics presented at the FDA industry workshop. And uh, this is intended to make uh, the community of statisticians aware of the quality and the relevance of the topics that we have in the program and to promote and attract future excellent research as well as presenters to uh, the following years um, of this tradition. So I think Shujan and I were both excited about this opportunity. And uh, we have invited a few sessions uh, to um, submit the paper. However, this, um, this will be open to anyone that uh, is going to present at the workshop. Anybody can uh, submit a paper to SBR, and uh, there will be a short introduction at the, during the opening remarks um, to make everybody aware of this opportunity. Any idea when this issue uh, will become available? 
That's a very good question. Originally, we have uh, discussed with the, with the editor uh, to have an issue uh, like in the first quarter in 2015. Um, however, we have to accommodate uh, um, the real needs of the people submitting the paper because from uh, an initial um, um, tasting of this uh, of this opportunity, we know m many people are very busy with uh, other commitments, and so we may extend the deadline to submit the papers. But definitely, there will be. Uh, we are trying to have it published within the first half of uh, 2015. Now, the workshop is obviously very beneficial. Uh, and has a lot of unique qualities, uh, meeting the training needs and educational needs of statisticians. But are there any ways in which the workshop can evolve to better meet the needs of statisticians in the future? Well, Richard, to be honest with you, uh, it's the top of my head because I think our workshop this year is a great <laughs> workshop, including all the education, all the training, and all the, uh, the up-to-date knowledge and also the FDA and industry colleagues from both sides, they are currently thinking. So uh, I would defer that to Christiana. Yeah, yeah I agree with you, Jane. The, um, the quality of the program, the presenters, and uh, the relevance of the topics is really meeting high standards. And uh, every year, uh, I have to say, the past co-chairs and the gene committees have been doing a fantastic job. And so it's very important to keep the quality of the program at, at this level every year, year after year. And I think one way to do so is to listen to the customers. So who are they, the attendees? Because when we send out the survey and we get feedback, uh, many times we have very valuable suggestions and uh, new areas of interest they want to hear about. So. There is a, a good opportunity to keep an eye on the evolution of drug development and methodologies in the regulatory sciences and statistics, as well as um, in the pharmaceutical statistics. And, uh, but I think one possibility to evolve with the workshop is to include in the future even more diverse groups of statisticians. So we already have uh, a great representation from drug development and devices. I think we should also include like uh, groups like animal medicine statisticians that uh, didn't have many opportunities to present in the past. Um, another uh, idea would be to um, discuss the expansion of the number of show courses. So this year uh, we have six half-day show courses, maybe eight. Uh, courses may, uh, could be beneficial because there will be a larger number of topics covered for training purposes. And uh, another idea uh, is uh, related to Twitter. So Twitter will be used for the first time this year, uh, more like in a pilot mode. But uh, I think that with the, the such an increasing use of social media, Maybe there is a way to explore how to, to use the social media to discuss and bring topics for discussion at the workshop and engage younger statisticians in the field and maybe use more heavily the social network tools. Thanks. And I guess as a final question, I'd like to ask uh, uh, your best advice on how people can get involved in future workshops. Is, 
is the best opportunity to, to sort of get involved with the biofarm section in general, uh, to have the opportunity to, to participate in the workshop and the organizing of it, uh, or is it just a matter of, uh, of getting in touch with the upcoming chairs? My recommendation then would be, first of all, attend the workshop and, and engage in the networking events such as the mixer, but also in any discussion that uh, in the hallway when you hear people talking about uh, the session they heard or go and interact with the presenters on some questions you may have after listening to, to their talk. And definitely don't be shy and contact the steering committee member from past years, from the current year, and, and ask to, uh, what to do to get involved in, uh, in the future and also what the roles are um, available to volunteer on. So propose also session topic for the following year. This gives you a great opportunity to attend the organizational meeting, which is usually uh, taking place in February and express your suggestions to the program, any, any ideas and uh, enhancements, and demonstrate your desire to be involved. So be very proactive. Don't wait to be called, but just you know, show your enthusiasm and, and be involved at any level during the workshop and any future meeting. Anything to add, Xiaojian? Yeah, I think I would like to, like to add to Christiana. If one wants to get involved in organizing the future workshop, uh, they need to expect to spend time in ideal thinking and actively participating in discussion at the steering committee meeting, as well as the discussions on emails. So as you know, without the help from the steering committee uh, members, a great workshop would not be possible to be organized. Yeah, indeed, it is a it is a commitment uh, for the chairs and the uh, the steering committee members. But uh, it seems to uh, have been worth it in the past, and particularly this year with the great program. So, if you're listening uh, and you want some additional information on the workshop or would like to uh, register for the workshop, uh, you can get to the homepage by following the web link to community.amstat.org/biop/home. Finally, I'd like to thank uh, Christiana and Xiaojian uh, for speaking with me today uh, and telling us about the exciting program we have uh, to look forward to next month. Thank you. Thank you, Richard, for the opportunity to talk about this very important workshop. Thank you.